As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Sports professor Rick Haro, Beyond the Scoreboard, the show that goes beyond the $1.3 trillion businesses, sports, deal-making, law, marketing, anything that doesn't involve the box scores, if you want fantasy, if you want eSport, if you want gambling, it's all right here. And the bottom line is, if you want it in order, all 15 items are top priorities this week, as well as the 5 Tech and 5 Power, look at NBC Sports Washington at Rick Haro, rickharo.com, and uh, subscribe to us us at uh, Audio Boom and US and Apple Podcast, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes feed, or wherever fantastic content is. This week is incredible with the playoffs heating up in baseball, football well past the quarter pole, NBA about to start, NHL having started, and we've also got NASCAR and others hitting a crescendo as well. Bottom line, by the way, a big deal and obviously big numbers, the streaming aspect of of sports is driving some of the latest rights holders, and this is going to permeate through everything. The rising number of sporting events available via streaming services set to drive the revenue for global broadcast rights beyond the $85 billion number by the end of 2024. Rethink TV had a report out. The rights are currently at about $48.6 billion. That's total rights. But they think because of streaming, it's going to increase about 75%. Soccer rights, by the way, expected to swell from about $13 billion to $31 billion. Amazon, the most significant game changer in the field today, noting the acquisition of rights to Thursday night NFL games, selection of 2019-2020 English Premier League fixtures, and multiple tennis rights. So obviously that's going to dominate the entire landscape. As it relates to baseball, baseball came out with a number given the playoffs now, about 65 million fans. It's down from last year. It's down from the year before. But ballpark pass the app at bat, about 2 billion starts. And people say when the at bat app is started, they stick with it. Obviously, big deal for Major League Baseball because the value depends directly on the advertiser's perception of people watching. And Major League Baseball continues to do all of that. And the numbers are in for the YouTube season-long live streaming deal, and they're really high, about 1.2 million. Given more primetime windows, YouTube stream games have the potential to match numbers from the MLB network in the near future, an important business tactic to appeal to the younger crowd. The Cardinals and Dodgers August 7 meeting had about 320,000 live viewers. Dodgers won 2-1 on a walk-off hit. That's not the issue. The issue is it is technologically feasible, and it looks like it will continue to increase and impress. Well, one of the teams that we need to showcase, and it's a very important interview, I think, because of when it was done, was former, I hate to say that as a Cub fan, former manager Tom uh, uh, <laughs> Joe Madden. How easily we forget. 
Tom Ricketts, the owner, dismissed him, but it really was mutual. Theo Epstein and and uh, and Joe Madden parted ways. We know Joe Madden is going to make much more in the open market. And in a, um, a letter, an exclusive letter on October 4 to Cub fans, he said he joins his staff, players and fans in offering a heartfelt thank you to Joe Madden. His leadership and dedication helped ignite one of the greatest eras in Cubs baseball. Now, this is from Ricketts. He guided us to the most important, most preseason victories in our franchise's history and helped bring the World Series trophy home to Chicago. We're forever grateful for Joe's immense impact on our organization, fans and city and wish him continued success and happiness. Probably all true because it may have been time to move on. Joe Madden, a renaissance man, I'd like to call him a friend. We've had a great relationship, helped him in his Try Not to Suck charity tournament that's been held in Chicago for the last three years. Hopefully it continues in some context. And he is somebody that baseball will obviously never, ever forget. Why? Because he'll be involved in baseball pretty soon. The interview we did was in August during that tournament. He didn't know what his status would be with the Cubs, but it's a far-reaching interview because it's not about the Cubs. It's about running a major organization, not major league, but major organization like a corporation, leadership, perspective, what it means to succeed, and the unique unique traits he brings to the business. In that context, it's really, really good listening. I give you Joe Madden. Sports Professor Ricardo in the boardroom beyond the scoreboard, and we have a series of the best managers in Major League Baseball. We're going to start that series like today, and this is the only one that I want to interview. So it's the only manager in Major League Baseball. This is not a manager. We've said this before in interviews. This is a CEO. This is a renaissance man. This is somebody who could just as easily run a Fortune 500 company and produce returns where if you had stock, you would be a trillionaire. How does that, how do you feel going into the next set of negotiations with that? That sounds pretty good to me, actually. Was that okay like that? uh, We'll make sure that the people down on uh, Clark and Waveland hear all this stuff. Yeah, that's okay. But uh, structurally, they don't ever, they don't ever pay, you have a better chance of getting shekels than you have equity, but that's okay. That that is absolutely true. (laughs) There's, There's no question about that. By the way, why, well, I don't want to get in trouble, but let's start with this. Why is it that the management, and I'm talking about NFL coaches as well, and I've talked to Shula about this, so the greatest minds. Why is it that people that have such profound impact on the value of the franchise aren't given an equity opportunity, given that in many other industries it happens? Well, um, that, that's a decent question right there. I think, like a guy like Mr. Shula, he could definitely discuss something like that with the uh, with the uh, ownership group. I don't think I'm anywhere near that uh, that moment or that um, that that conversation. But there has been some. I think Belichick's a perfect example of a yeah. guy. I think uh, Phil Jackson may have gotten himself in that position, or Pat Riley may have. I, I don't I don't really see myself in that mold right now. But uh, it's an interesting concept. But I think you have to have sustained success over a period of time. Obviously, and then you have to have, have won championships and not just played well. So these guys, plural? championships, plural. Yeah, absolutely. I would think so. Plural, even though one first in one hundred eight years, I get it. But yeah. I think uh, plural in this situation might be mandatory. Well, you heard it here. And so equity's off the table. By the way, uh, a break. Yeah. Nobody, nobody knows. But nobody. And, knows. Yeah, hey, listen, I. I uh, <laughs> I'm going to do this for three to five more years, I think, something like that, and maybe more. I mean, I watched the Rolling Stones this year. Yeah. I recently saw the uh, Ringo Starr and the Beach Boys at Ravinia. Um, between 75 and 80 and still killing it. So they gave me they gave me inspiration. Uh, can you sing? No. 
I wasn't, I'm just talking about standing in the corner of a dugout. Got it. I completely understand, and I know that. So, we, we talked about this before. Uh, have you had a chance to reflect? By the way, congratulations. You realize this is the fourth, and we'll get into it, the Respect 90. This event, yep. the last three years, you know, 33% of the events that we've had here, you've won the World Series coming off of them. So, it's a tremendous Okay, honor. Let's, let's, let's stay with... 33 percent. Okay, what would it come this year? It would become uh, two out of four. 40, yeah, yeah. So we'll 50 percent. 50 percent. Okay. Right? For 50 percent. 50 percent. How's that? In, in honor, by the way, 50 percent. 50 cent. In honor of, of that butchering you threw uh, last night. Oh, that was horrible, man. I mean, listen. Um, I have no make make no excuses. Um, I used to be able to dot a gnat's butt from that distance or beyond that. It's just uh, uh, I want to I want to concede to anything. I think if I just work out a little bit better, I, I might be able to do it next time out there. Swing the golf club well. You, yeah, you I did do. the other day. Last week I swung it pretty well, and I rode down the the hill very well in a in a in a cardboard box. I just did not do well throwing the baseball. So, getting back to what people want to hear about, I guess a little bit the economics of baseball, and I guess it creates some situations. How do the economics of not just middle relief, but give me an example of how the economics really affect the way you manage versus the way a manager managed thirty years ago? Oh. Well, um, I mean, I was around 30 years ago. It was just different in the sense I think um, today with the with the salaries, which that which they are, and the involvement of front offices to the field, managers back then probably had more. Uh, freedom, openness, uh, a liberal nature regarding using guys out of the bullpen. There wasn't as much concern about number of pitches thrown, how often they had pitched that many days in a row. If the guy said he felt good, he pitched. And furthermore, guys wanted to pitch more back then because they made more money if they did it. Right. Now the money has already been given. Um, and with agents and the way the game's played right now, they're in, in the front office involvement and uh, even right down to the training room. There's much, there's much more monitoring going on on these investments, which they are. So if you get a young guy um, that's got a great arm and you're trying to nurture him as a relief pitcher, as an example, you're probably not going to pitch him more than two days in a row. And even at, in his early development, maybe one pitch, one day off, one pitch, which really <clears throat> can hamstring you, hamstring you as a manager because on a particular night you want that guy's services. But even though he might feel he's available, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, available to pitch, you can't based on uh, predetermined conditions. So uh, there's a lot of difference with that, and some of it is economically rooted. And so you also have to have people uh, who you report to or are involved with who understand the baseball implications of financial decisions as well. I assume it's more important than ever that you have the ability to work with your organization uh, off of it and on it. Again, back when I began doing this, and it was very obvious back then, and RV was there too, our cameraman today. Um, By the way, really good cameraman. He's outstanding. Executive producer is still small, uh, small P until you, until you shape up, man. There was a time the manager was omnipotent. There was times when the GM was afraid to walk into a clubhouse because he had to confront the manager or talk to the manager. Yeah. The manager back then and the coaching staff pretty much dictated who made the team, who did not. Who went back to AAA, and then when there was a... Uh, something had happened and you needed a guy coming up from AAA. <clears throat> the manager in many situations would ask what he would want. I never do that because I'm not, I haven't seen this guy play in two months right. as an example. So there's all of that to contend with. I don't know what to contend with. Actually, I like it because when I was a minor league coach and they needed a player in the major league level and they would tell you who they wanted, 
based on what they saw a couple months ago in spring training, and I knew this other guy was the better guy, they wouldn't listen. So I really believe in everybody's got a job to do. You delegate and you listen. And, and that's what's going on in the world today in baseball is the fact that there's a structure in place. Everybody's got a job to do, and that's how it plays. Steve Jobs, <clears throat> Jack Welch, you listen to some of the corporate titans, and they all have three or four things that are important. But one of the things that stand out is communicate <clears throat> often and communicate directly. Yeah. And that, that, that basically <clears throat> makes you stand out in the pack. Uh, you know, talk about it. Relationships. Um, that's where we start. And um Whenever you, whenever you go someplace new, uh, whether I went to the Rays or I came here to the Cubs, the the first thing on the table is to build relationships with everybody in the front office, uh, secretaries, uh, my coaching staff, uh, clubhouse attendants, and of course your players. And once you do that, uh, the next key word is trust. Yeah. You can't have trust without uh, building relationships. If you don't take that step first, and that requires a lot of attention, a lot of conversation. But you must do that because once trust is established, then you can actually exchange ideas without pushback. And, and, and then at that point, uh, we can be constructively critical of each other. Like right now, you're talking to me about my throne. We've known each other for a couple okay. years. Uh, we built this relationship. You felt more comfortable. And, and you're comfortable now that you wear, I, you wear yeah, the glove. I do, yeah, I feel really like a you know, Michael Jackson interview. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's all that stuff needs to be in order uh, for you to go on, whether it's uh, batting, how you want to hit, how you want your cutoffs and relays. All this other stuff has to be in place first. You got to go. But talk. And the reason you're going to go is the foundation. Talk about the foundation, where it's been, where it's going, how proud you are of it. Yeah, the Respect 90 Foundation. Okay. We began several years ago, and uh, my wife, Jay, and I, and where it's going right now, man, our umbrella keeps getting larger. We started primarily with the Hazleton Integration Project in Thanksmas, where we, uh, Hazleton Integration Project, uh, bringing together the cultures of my hometown, Hispanic and Anglo. Uh, Thanksmas had began even before that, uh, where we serving the homeless. We started in uh, South Florida, St. Petersburg, and expanded all the way uh, to Chicago and beyond. So those are the two primaries. And then we got into pediatric cancer. Uh, where we've been able to contribute primarily in Arizona with that. And also the Crushers Club Boxing uh, in Chicago here and uh, Chicago Youth Boxing where we've had uh, boxing events, which we're going to do again this year in, uh, during Christmas in Hazleton. And, and we've we provided funds for these particular uh, uh, situations also. So the umbrella keeps expanding and we were looking for, for new items that pretty much um, deals with kids under, you know, kids in um, uh, t difficult situations, et cetera. So it keeps the umbrella keeps expanding. And this golf tournament, the funds here primarily goes back to uh, the Hazleton Integration Project. So one of the many incredible things about Joe Madden, I feel it's like it's a, broma a bromance, but, uh, you know, being a Cub fan helps. But watching the smartest guy in the room maneuver to so many different things, I said it, you didn't. The <clears throat> charities and the foundations are so vertically integrated, many people are happy with concentrating on one discipline. You've got four mm -hmm. locations right. and many, many different charities. Worried about spreading yourself too thin? Well, honestly, no, and I'll tell you why. Um, what, what we do every day is it's, it's wonderful that I have this opportunity to be a major league manager, but the one thing I've, I've learned is that diversions in life are important. Diversions, and this is a great diversion, being involved in a foundation and a charity. Um, I really uh, don't feel overwhelmed by it. Of course, RB's helping. Jay, my wife, helps. Mm -hmm. Steve Alexander helps. We have this great Bob Curry and my. Uh, yeah. We have a great uh, staff involvement, and they do most of the, the you know the boots on the ground work. So for me, a lot of it is ideas and staying in touch and being and make sure you show up. Showing up matters. Uh, but I need diversions, and uh, this is probably the best diversion. I, I encourage more people to get involved in volunteerism and and just get out there and meet folks that are in need, and it can be a, a life changer.
So stay fresh. Keep your guys fresh. Keep your guys healthy. Yeah. Manage your middle relievers. Make sure Kimbrell's okay. American uh, Legion Week uh, kicks off tomorrow. Reporting to the ballpark later. I want less pregame work. I just want us to play. Like wow. when you were a kid. Yeah, like when we were a kid. And, exactly. and so uh, we'll see you in October. Thank you. Absolutely, brother. Thank right, you very much. Thank, thank you. you, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Well, I think you can tell that we can all learn from what Joe Madden is talking about, and that will make a very, very strong impression, not only in Chicago, but everywhere else around the league. Let's talk hockey. Well, let's first talk arena. Capital One Arena, the Green Turtle Bar and Grill, maybe no more. It's going to be an all-purpose betting complex, Monumental Sports, a deal with the uh, N- with uh, uh, NBA and others to make sure that the games are available and gambling. And the bottom line of all this, and we'll continue to move forward with it, the sports book expected to open as soon as 2020, depending on regulatory approval. But this story continues to evolve because it is just the tip of the iceberg with 20 states on the docket pretty soon to approve gambling and more on the way. You're going to see more and more and more of these kind of multi-purpose, kind of vertically integrated across all platforms stuff. This is just the beginning. We'll see a lot more. The NHL, two-year cross-platform marketing and promotional relationship with five-time Grammy Award winning band Green Day. The ready, fire-ready aim off Green Bay's uh, Green Day's uh, uh, a forthcoming uh, 13th studio album, Father of All, and we can't say it, will serve as the opening theme song for Wednesday Night Hockey. Fire Ready Aim will be featured on NHL on NBC, and they'll also perform at the 2020 Honda NHL All-Star Game in St. Louis on January 25. Kind of can't wait. Get your tickets. NHL, obviously, the marketing partner uh, unveils a colorful modern-day version of the infamous glowing puck. Paint manufacturer PPG and NHL unveiled a three-year extension of their partnership, continuing status as the official paint of the NHL. The company will also be a colorful mainstay at marquee NHL events, such as the 2020 Winter Classic in Dallas. These major events are really important. And the puck will include a color-changing thermochromatic coating, thermochromic, thermochromatic. Hey, it's PPG, whatever. It will uh, clear from purple to clear when a puck's temperature is above freezing, a visual indication to officials that the puck should be replaced. Well, that's cool, but it's again, (laughs) how about the tip of the iceberg? Finally, from a charitable perspective, Montreal Canadiens Captain Shea Weber has won the John Beliveau Trophy for his charity work in the community. He's remained close to his best buddy, Mike McGuire, decorated Special Olympics athletes with Down syndrome and a member of Best Buddies Tennessee since Weber's National Predators tenure, Nashville Predators tenure. He now has an opportunity to give a large donation to his charity of his choice. Now... Obviously, the NHL getting off in the right direction. The NBA, the Kings and Pacers play a pair of exhibition games in Mumbai, filling the desire of Kings owner and chair Vivek Ranadeve for the NBA to host pregame, preseason games in his native India. 
He traveled with Rana Dive in 2014, Adam Silver did, to India to explore more initiatives. The league launched NBA Academy in India in 2017 for elite prospects. In addition to on-course court action, the Kings' recent travel plans included visiting the Taj Mahal and hosting an NBA Cares clinic. Well, India, great, but we'll continue to monitor the ongoing situation in China. NBA trying to minimize damage. Uh, obviously, Daryl Morey trying to hold on to his job. China reacted with leverage, and now the NBA is waiting to see how this all will shake out, and it continues to be an ongoing story. This is going to dominate the headlines for years to come. Finally, NFL. Super Bowl 54 already kicked off. The History Miami Museum opened the exhibit Gridiron Glory, the best of pro football Hall of Fame. And the Hometown Heroes section celebrates the Dolphins and athletes who played in South Florida. Tom Garfinkel, the president of the Dolphins, announced that Hard Rock Stadium will phase out single-use plastics by 2020. And the team eliminates more than 2.8 plastic uh, pieces annually, including over 600,000 bottles. And finally, avocados from Mexico kicking off its fall season, a new campaign, the Tastiest Tailgate Program, a more health conscious society. And with millennials and Gen Z making avocado toast their most important of the day, it's not surprising that avocados from Mexico expanding its annual Super Bowl ad into a broader season long NFL campaign. Busy week, as you could see, with all of the sports this week. We would like to thank uh, uh, Dan Martin and and Tanner Simpkins and Reed Weber for putting this together. Obviously, I'd like to thank friend Joe Madden for lending his expertise and his perspective and his intelligence to all of this. I'd like to thank you for listening and watching. And join us next week when once again we go Beyond the Scoreboard.